your host julia back with my bruise owen and aaron what's up bruise hello hello oh okay okay i was wondering what we would throw out there today during our intro you want to tell me what voice that was this is just my regular voice oh tell me a little bit about yourself <laughs> well my name is mansion mansion yes is I... that two a's yes okay i thought so as you can see, I'm a full cat person. Wow. And and who are you, good sir? I'm an Argonian lizard person named Clerch. And Clerch. Um, I know Argonians usually talk like, like old smokers, yeah. like chain smokers. But I've decided just now that Clerch went through speech therapy. And now he sounds like um, Eliza Doolittle at the I end of My say, Fair Lady. You had your My Fair Argonian moment. <laughs> yes. Before I met you, Henry Higgins. Lurch, where are my slippers? Oh, gentlemen, oh, it's so good to be arrived at this day, this fabled day at long last. We are going to be talking about the Elder Scrolls Online. ESO, baby. Everybody together now. Da 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 ESO, and I got three more letters to throw out. M-M-O. Today, we are talking about our first MMO that we've ever done on this show. Mm -hmm. Now, for those of us who don't know, I mean, sorry, I know. For those of you who don't know, an MMO is a massive multiplayer online game. Mm -hmm. Now, fellas, somebody talk us through what that means. Well... There's a lot yeah. of symptoms of an MMO. Okay, what are some <laughs> of the symptoms that you might be experiencing MMO? Well, um, one is that <laughs> while you're playing your RPG, um, other dudes with like way better armor than you riding like unicorns keep stomping past you or like going up to the person who you're talking to mm -hmm. and then walking away um, or doing emotes. Um, mm -hmm. So that can happen in your MMO. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Although we never figured out how to do emotes. <laughs> in <Yeah. our> <laughs> we didn't. Well, that we is a thing you can do. We suspect that you have to pay for them. <laughs> what else happens in, in, in an MMO? They seem to all generally revolve around you grouping up with people and going through dungeons mm -hmm. or, you know, dungeon-like settings, caves. It seems like it's all just... A, a, a constant search and quest for like better loot, better equipment, right? I mean, to be yeah. to be fair, I do not have much experience with MMOs at all. In fact, I think this one, Elder Scrolls Online, is like the first one that I've ever actually sat down and played for more than an hour. I think listeners, savvy listeners, are going to pick up on the fact that none of us, except for ESO, have really dived into the world of MMOs. And I think that's another symptom of MMOs is that they are not notoriously user-friendly. To noobs, mm. they can be quite impenetrable, as I'm sure we'll discuss when it comes to ESO. And there's a lot of systems at work that are not really explained to you or are not explained very in-depth. And if you want to dive into them, you certainly can. And it's a Google away. But if you're just playing casually, there's a lot of shit happening and a lot of fucking merchants and stores and like content that's locked behind various gates that like can be hard to figure out what the fuck is going on. You think never... for something that so many people play, it would be user friendly if it's inviting, you know, the, the, the general public to come in and play in the sandbox, you would think the sandbox would be accessible, but, well, but, I... but, but I hear what you're saying. No, I, I agree. I agree entirely. I, I think it might be, it might have to do with, does it scratch that itch? Do you want, as Owen said, do you want to grind for the loot? Do you need the loot? And if you do, I think you will find a way to get that information. 
Um, I think also a lot of the information is best accessed via the other people who are playing it. Um, uh, on you mean voice chat? Like like by joining a guild, for example, or um, or sure, joining a community online of people who are in, into into whatever game you're playing. Um, but that is a leap that I have not yet taken. <laughs> yeah, I, so I, I want to hear what you think about all this, Julia, because doing the Elder Scrolls Online for this podcast, this was really your idea because me and Aaron never really played it. You know, we know the Elder Scrolls series and we're big fans of those games, of course. But mm-hmm. you like, you played ESO like a while ago and you like got into it, didn't you? I'll own that. Yeah, I'll take that 100%. I, and I think, oh, and you witnessed some of this. Uh, you, you probably stopped by once or twice when, the, when I was in the throes of an ESO uh spell um i i i guess i didn't this is going back what a couple years maybe three years at this point wow time means nothing anymore uh but this was when i was still relatively new to genres of video games and i didn't always know how to categorize things in my head and like what to expect therefore and i really really loved skyrim Savvy listeners will remember. Um, and of course, like anyone who's played Skyrim will know that it's, I dare you to find another game that does what that game does. I dare you. Best game ever. Anyway, I had a Skyrim shaped hole in my heart. And I think Aaron was probably the one who suggested some of this ESO business. And without really knowing what an MMO was or what I was in for, I dove in. I saw that I could make my guy, which is always a huge plus, did that um, and found that there was just enough storytelling, just enough narrative, just enough fetch quests type looty stuff that it, I found it like a delightful balance for me as a as a gamer. And so I did. I fell in for like eight months mm-hmm. and I leveled up to like 27 and I have some very fond memories. I also think it's pretty memorable for what it is like when you guys were going back into it I was like yeah I remember that I remember that like I was looking up quests earlier today and I I could remember what happened in them which is like even for a game that gets points for being a good story I don't always remember specifics the way I remember this but I I I just think it's really well put together and I think I really like the world I just really do I'm sorry I'm not sorry so am I hearing this correctly that when you started playing Elder Scrolls Online, you didn't expect anything that was that different from Skyrim or or The Witcher or any other like single player offline RPG? Yeah, I think to a noob, an MMO is like, okay, no, there are going to be other people there, but I don't know how. Hmm. I don't know which ones they're going to be on screen. Like, uh, you know, I don't know what our interactions, what the extent of that will be. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I think I went in just just really open to everything and just like excited about everything. And I don't know, there was no part of me that was like annoyed by it. But maybe that's because I didn't know any better. No, I feel like that optimism probably allowed you to have a great time in the game. I had a great time. And I think I think we had a great time in the game at some points, but I think going into it, correct me if I'm wrong, Owen, we we had a sharp uh, pessimism. Is that correct for you too? Oh yeah, I mean, and Julia, you use the word annoyed. Um, <laughs> I feel like that's maybe the word of the day uh, for me here because yeah, a lot of things about this game very much annoyed me, but I had a really fun time playing with Aaron. If I was doing this solo, like by myself, I mean, I did a little bit by myself. Yeah. This is substantially less fun because I think just the fetch questiness and the grindiness of it just annoys me. Is that yeah. sort of a standard MMO trope? Like, because those are the easiest things to kind of build on a massive level, like fetch quests. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know because I haven't done like any other ones, but the sense I get is that, yeah, you're kind of just going from point A to point B, like don't expect much story, don't expect much character stuff. You have to love the grind. And maybe you do, you know, and there's some games where I do just love the grind. And I think actually, like, 
I think I even said this to you, Aaron, when we were playing. There was more NPCs with like things to say, more of that stuff than I was expecting in this. Sure, you know? sure. Like I remember Fallout seventy six, which I haven't really played, but I, <laughs> I've read a lot about and I've heard a lot of things. Like when that came out at first, weren't there like no NPCs? Yeah, well, their whole shtick was like, you, it's just gonna be fucking robots and other dudes. Like yeah. that's it. We're not gonna. <laughs> Every quest you get is going to be from a skeleton's note. <laughs> like, Good luck, vault dwellers. Have fun getting in there. Yeah, exactly. But then they they added NPCs and apparently to improve the game like tenfold. Um, right. But, and this Elder Scrolls Online, it just seems like they're fucking everywhere. They are. They are. Um, they're mostly, and they're mostly there to like bitch about their lives. It seems like. Yes, that's generally the entry point is that they're very unhappy with whatever the wizard had asked them to do. (laughs) Or if you're talking to the wizard, they're very unhappy with the service they're getting. Good help is so hard to find, especially among the newcomers. I had played an MMO before this. It had been quite a while, but I played when I was about 15. I got, and I think my dad must have paid for it, so thank you, Dad. Thanks, Dad. I got a subscription to EverQuest which was a very old um, MMORPG. Mm-hmm. And it was basically, it was in some ways a lot like this, where you made your guy, they drop you into the middle of the world, you get some general, like, large-scale plot information about, like, what's going on, and then the first thing you did in EverQuest was you went outside the castle to, like, the field, which is the first, like, unsafe place that you'll be, and you just killed snakes. Oh, in the grass. Oh, I didn't expect that. For yes, because the snakes are—they're everywhere and they're pretty easy to kill. They won't murder you, mm. and so you just fucking kill snakes for hours, hours of gameplay. You're just killing snakes. Cool. And other people are running by you, and they look really cool. They've got all the armor. They've got like horses and shit. But you're just a scrub killing snakes because you have to do that in order to build up enough right you are meat. nothing okay <laughs> you are level one level one nothing <laughs> i remember doing that for probably weeks until i got enough like stuff and i like found a sword inside one of the snakes somehow and i was like cool until i got enough stuff to be like okay i can go into the knoll cave now uh-huh and i went to the knoll cave knoll cave knolls yeah do you know knolls in like D and they're like big angry dog dudes oh, who okay. like the classic, like, level two enemy. Oh, okay. Excellent. We love right, level two. Right above snakes. Once you're <laughs> done with the snakes. Or rats. Rats, another classic <laughs> another classic RPG beginner enemy. So the minute I get to the Null Cave, I'm brutally murdered. <gasps> There's no way to retrieve my fangs. Um, everyone's making fun of me. At least I remember. That's how I remember it. Um, and I never had a meaningful interaction with another human being playing the game. I would see them running around. I would, I would see them shouting, like random gibberish it seemed to me or like coded fucking things about different ways to break the game or like different shit they were selling mm-hmm. but like i never had a good interaction with another person that was like cool or like at all atmospheric uh, and so i stopped playing the game um i assume my dad canceled the subscription i hope you did dad oh dad because if not you're still being billed for it um <laughs> or get on everquest or get on See, everquest jump on maybe. my guy maybe you can get my death box <laughs> <laughs> kill a few snakes yeah so so going in that's where a lot of my pessimism came from and just being peripherally aware of like how mmos work and still work they've come a long way but they also haven't the priority is the massively multiplayer mm-hmm. the rpg for at least in my opinion comes second mm-hmm. and so the kind of choices that you're going to get just socially um which is weird because it should you would think it would be more social but in in a lot of ways in terms of the story engagement it is it's less social with regard to like you're going to choose this guy's fate or you're going to participate in this quest in this way. Mm-hmm. Since you need that world state to, to work for so many people at once, mm-hmm. there's less of that. Um, mm. Yeah, that and, makes sense. And so generally, it devolves into like you've got to go here and get these herbs and come back. Mm-hmm. You know, I must find the perfect shells, or my pigments will be substandard. Does someone just want to? Tell us how ESO fits into the universe of the other games. It all takes place like years and years and years before the main games, right? Yeah. Like, even before Elder Scrolls Three, the Morrowind game, right? Correct. Like, it's like 800 years before. Oh, okay. Um, so, Excellent. 
So your Skyrim guy would look back on these guys and be like, those fools. Man, oh, they how didn't, little they, they knew. They didn't have the technology we have. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> That's we awesome. were much more racist to Khajiits back then. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. They didn't know what Skumo was back then. So how... I wonder about the start of our respective games and how you began. Hmm. I'm curious to know if they were the same, but talk talk me through it. How did it start for you? Yeah, I'm very confused about this aspect of the game, actually, because it seems like me and Aaron, we were playing together. We started in the same place, which was Morrowind. Mm-hmm. And, this, and we did this whole long quest line in Varden fell. Yes, right? indeed. Yes, indeed. From Googling and everything later, I realized that this Morrowind Vardenfell questline, this was DLC. It's like this isn't the base game that we were playing. The base game has all these other story quests, which I guess we didn't do. Do you remember what you did, Julia? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I was shipwrecked. And then I washed up to shore in rags. And I had to kind of go from there. And I had to help like a Dunmer captain. Mm. Did you guys do that? No? Uh, So I played a little bit of ESO back when you were playing. Mm -hmm. And so I do remember, I think the beginnings of the game depend slightly back then on what pact you had allied yourself with. Because first, as with any ESO game, there's a stock sort of beginning um, I'm not sure they all literally start in ESO with you in jail, but they're all going to, of course, start with you making your guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this particular, in ESO, making your guy also by definition, um, because the world is at war here, allies you with one of the three warring like sects. Um, and so I think the base game, Total Vanilla Experience, you you choose like what race you are, you get assigned a sect, and then there's like a little story that you get you get you get put into that's like a little conflict or like sure you're shipwrecked and you're trying to help out the people on the island or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. I think originally though you would ultimately get funneled into this thing where you had you had been sacrificed, your soul had been sacrificed to a Daedric god. Yes. And then there was this dude who was trying to basically like enlist your help um, to fight back. And he lives in a cave. I don't remember <laughs> if he lives in a cave. He did seem pretty dirty. I think he was voiced by someone famous. I think he was voiced by like Albert Finney or something. Like Albert Alfred Finney? Alfred Molina, maybe? I was Molina. <laughs> I hope so. Love him. I was reading up. I was, I was reading up on this like star-studded cast. And I was like, I don't remember any of these actors in the in the shit that we played. Right. No, I th- I think they blew them all on the because we're calling it the base game, but I think in 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 I don't know. Again, I don't know too much either, but like, I think an MMO is like, it's just sort of going to grow in this way where like what was once the base game now includes this other thing, which is, which is what our game started with now, Owen, which was a totally separate quest about, about Morrowind, about, about Vardenfell. And the DLC has been sort of like absorbed into the base content now. And there's all these other paid offerings that are now DLC but I think it's constantly being moved around and like repriced and like reassigned. And like, it's all just sort of this organic thing of like, they're always trying to figure out how can we engage more people? How can we, it, it, they're all, MMOs are always so close to that, like beating marketplace heart that like. Right. I just, I just don't get it. Apparently I don't get video games. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> We're going to, we'll, we'll get back. To, you, you're going to feel differently by the end of this episode. I promise. That's a controller freak promise. Uh, I should have asked you this guys first, but I want to know about your characters. Like, tell me who, who they are. What do they look like? And what's in their Tinder profile? Or like, what, what's the byline that I need to know about them? If I met them hmm. for dinner. For dinner. You swiped right. Yeah. Let's say I did. <laughs> let's say I did swipe right. Well, as we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, I made an Argonian lizard man named Clerch. Mm-hmm. And he was a warden, so he did a lot of magic. Although, thanks to my friend Chad, friend of the show Chad, who... The show Chad! Listeners might remember from our XCOM episode. Yes, indeed. What's from, up, like, Chad? years ago. Um, Love you, Chad. 
he he's big into ESO and I was asking him for advice and he was basically just telling me that I needed to become a healer, even though I wasn't really interested in that. I just like want I like had a lot of ice magic and I just wanted to do that. But he would come over and be like, no, no, you gotta, you gotta put it into restoration magic. I was like, I don't like this game is so easy. Like, I don't need to heal. Like, this is so like these quests, there were like the story quests that we were doing, no problem. Like mm-hmm. we took down everything real easily. You remember, Aaron. But yeah, yeah, Chad, very adamant that I become a healer. And so eventually I yeah, as the game went on, Clerch just became Mercy from Overwatch. Clerch <laughs> respect himself. Yeah. <laughs> Mercy from Overwatch could cast like a bunch of mushrooms in front of her <laughs> to heal people. Yeah. Um Wow. Clerch had a bear for a mount, like he would ride around on a bear. Mm-hmm. And then I also Clerch had a, a feral companion. Which is like a a spell that you can summon, like your your animal companion will su- will come up in battle and aid you. So I had a bear for that, and then you can also get like a little cute pet to follow you around. So I had a little baby bear for that. So I had the three bears. It was Clerch and the three bears. Really <laughs> famous Marwind fairy tale. <laughs> he had three bears, folks, and. And if you've ever seen a lizard coming at you riding a bear with a bear friend and with a non-combat bear baby, you're going to get pretty scared if you're if you're trying to do Vardenfell any harm. My favorite part of the game, hands down, was my bear family. I feel like I would consider, I would be like, oh, the circus. Cool. I'll buy tickets to that freak show. Circus of pain. Circus of pain. Good, good one. <laughs> A little offensive to my family. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. Just, just quite an assortment there of, of creatures. I mean, this is another this is another fucking MMO thing, is that like the the amount of swag that your character, if you level enough or if you put enough money into the game, the amount of swag that you get and like not so like flaming hound mounts and like fucking crazy like glittery diamond hats and shit, mm-hmm. the amount of that shit that you can get is like is ludicrous. And so I will so often just crack up when I see other player characters who have clearly invested a lot of time and or money into the game, but who are just so decked out and who are like standing at an objective, like with their 18 pets, like and like shit blowing up. And I don't know why, like glitter flying out of them and like shit. It's just, it's so funny to me. Gorgeous. It's gorgeous. But it breaks immersion like a mother. Like, like <laughs> why would I ever be immersed in that? Yeah. Why know. Why would you ever not? Tell us about your character. Well, so I made a variety of characters back when we started at about the same time, Julia. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but my character, th- uh, those characters included many, many characters, including Grebler, who was an overweight um, Khajiit um, wizard. Oh, who who can forget Grebler? Who is, forget Grebler. Who was always in it was a wizard robe, but it looked like a bathrobe on him for some reason. Like he like he would just come out, go over to his hotel room and he like hadn't gotten dressed. He really um, was the James Gandolfini of cats, wasn't he? He was. But a sadder face. <laughs> yeah, somehow. yeah, yeah. But the guy I created for this run was um also a Khajiit. Um I do think the Khajiit are super funny. Um, and so I, I wanted to, I wanted to create another one, but he was much more masculine, much more. He had a lion's face and mane. Um, and his name was Mansion because the name Mansion has just been in my head for some reason over the past three, four months. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Yeah, for some reason. Wasn't, um, <laughs> wasn't he a member of Trump's cabinet, Steve Mansion? Steve, Steve Mansion. Yeah, maybe. That's maybe. Yeah. Who's Steve Mnuchin? Is he a Democrat? Steve Mnuchin. Yeah, oh. Mnuchin. Mnuchin's another character of mine. He's a, he's a, He's, he's an Argonian. He's an he's an Altmer um, Treasury Secretary. Yeah, also a, film he's a level three Treasury Secretary. <laughs> That's not very high. No, it isn't. What was your Khajiit like? What was he about? What was he out here looking for? Journeying. Well, instead of getting thrown directly into like the this the main story that you got thrown into, Owen and I were both thrown into this story where we've just been sent to Vardenfell, this Morrowind island mm-hmm. um and basically they just said like assist there like make your name mm-hmm. and so my my guy was all about that he was about fame fortune um becoming a knight he problematically <laughs> rode a lion around <laughs> which he basically is a lion like i don't know it seems <laughs> fucked up it's like how in arthur they go shopping in that one episode at the mall they go shopping for a dog like yeah, you brought up, animals. brought up you you brought up this Arthur episode 
in previous episodes. That one like fucked you up. Yeah, yeah I did. Know? I feel like that was the first You're time still that talking about I feel that? like that was the first time that anyone ever showed me a, a piece of like children's content where the characters were animals, but they were also animals they were treating as animals. And yeah. that was not that didn't work for you? Yeah, like, have some of them been uplifted <laughs> and some of them remain in yeah. the darkness below? Like You've seen Planet of the Apes. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. I oh, you haven't. Okay, well. No. But you're familiar with what goes on. <laughs> you in, understand. In Arthur, did the bastards blow it all up? Because <laughs> I don't remember that part of the theme song. <laughs> yeah. they, they addressed that more in the spinoff postcards from Buster. <laughs> yeah, but even, you know, in his postcards, he's like, fuck. Wow, that is problematic. It's yeah. weird. It's a little weird. I'm not in a way that the Arthur thing you is were, I'm fine with it. But yeah, you were you were riding you were riding your cousin around and that made you feel weird. He's, he looked a lot in the face like I did. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. So right. yeah, but let's ignore that. Was that was a choice you made though. It was because I wanted to. Um, well, yeah, can't have it both ways. That's true. Can you mansion? No, I can't. Um, so that was mine. What, what, what was your mo- most highly prized? Did you have one main or did you have a couple? Yeah, no, guys, I have six total ESO characters. Nice. Across, yeah, across the ages and the platforms, and and probably my greatest work of art is uh, a Bosmer named Gondros. Aaron always laughs. Oh, and Owen's laughing too. Do you guys have an issue with the name Gondros? I was just going to say, get ready for some Julia fantasy names. Audience, <laughs> listeners, get ready for it. Because we've got a batch coming up for you right I now. I think that's a beautiful name, Gondros. Gondros. She has little antlers and she's a stabby, stabby wood elf. And she was, she made it to the highest level and she just could do anything and everything. And she was super cool. I think she didn't have an exciting mount because I just, that's not where my priorities were at that time. But yeah, Gondros. Then I have a stacked orc lady named Hromdar. Shut up. Whoa. Shut up. Her name is Hromdar. No, that's actually a really good orc name. I'm not lying. I can't tell if you're being serious. No, no, I'm not. I'm not (laughs) fucking with you. I think that's a great orc name. Okay, thank you. I was really proud of that. Hromdar. Um, And she's like, Dorked. Like for an orc, she's got like, you know, she's she's stacked and but she has little orc teeth, so you know she she orc. still she and keeps it orc like. You can you can make an underbite work. Oh yeah, yeah. and Hromdar does. Like Hromdar makes an underbite look like the sexiest thing since Chanel. You know what I mean? I saw her, she was sporty. Yes, she was sporty. That's Aaron's way of saying to too beefy. It's for not. Me, it's for not. my taste. It's like sportif in French class. <laughs> it's not what it's like. <laughs> oh, and I have a dark elf named Galavien. And she. Galavien. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's like several syllables. So that's new for me. Usually I just stick to one or two. But, you know, she was great. I had a great playthrough with her. We did a lot. Um, and she was incredibly stacked, like all of the all of the characters I make, because that's mm-hmm. how I roll. Yeah, love it. What a what a stable of heroines. It is a stable of heroines. <laughs> There's a fuck ton of different areas and places to go and quests to get. Like we just scratched the surface surface, and we. We did the story for a long time. Yeah, we we played through it, the entire like scripted um, main story of. We didn't really hit many of the side quests, but we we did like the main main storyline of the Mar. What was the Morrowind expansion, which is now just part of ESO. So and, uh, what 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 did y'all do? Like, what is the scripted story? Well, well, <laughs> Mansion and Court show up. <laughs> uh huh. In Vardenfell. On a bear and a tiger, respectively. Yes. Okay. Um, they are a lion. Get it right. Lion, I'm or sorry. pay the price. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they are immediately conscripted um, by a a person who's yelling for help. Turns out they're sort of part of the kind of clergy of uh, this part of Morrowind, which is related to these three, like, they're, they're mortals, but they've sort of ascended to godhood. 
um, and you have to go and you start to help them, um, they are in trouble because something is going on with their the, the god that they have all sworn fealty to, whose name is Vivek. And he's like this cool, bald yoga dude who's always in his tidy whities And very zen, he is the warrior poet. Mm. Yeah, he was cool. I liked him. Lord Vivek, we don't need the help of this outlander. Oh, hush, Arch Cannon Tarvis. Outlanders have their usefulness. And this one intrigues me. So, so yeah, something mysterious is happening with him. You get drawn into his service. It turns out that he is slowly having his god power ebbed from him. Ebb? Yes, ebbed. Um, by means that he is, un- uh, he doesn't know why it's happening, but he's growing weaker. Um, this is a huge problem for him. It's also a huge problem for just the province because this huge red mountain in the uh, middle of Ardenfell is tied to his person, mm-hmm. as is this um, small mini moon that is suspended over the over the capital city. And so, if he, you mean the moon, the, the moonlit, the mini moon, yeah, moonlit, moonlit, yeah. Um, and so if he, if he loses God powers, a lot of people die. Um, mm. And so we ran around. We did many things. We, we did a lot of bringing things to characters that they mm. asked for. Yes, there would be. Uh, what would a typical quest be like? I mean, it was a lot of like a lot of concern about this one staff. It seemed like. Yes. I remember the one quest where we just had to like lift some rubble off of people real quick. <laughs> remember yeah. that? We had to go to a construction site twice in about a, it's like a 15 hour storyline, probably less, but twice Vivek was weak and he, he said, please get my something stone from the construction site. Yeah. <laughs> so the first time, I mean, it's in his defense, the, 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 what happened at the construction site was slightly different. Be careful. Make sure you wear good shoes. <laughs> right. Yeah. A no, hard de- hat. <laughs> exactly. Hard we literally just went down there the first time and and the lady was like, what do you need? And we were like, well, we'd like your special stone that that because your God wants it. And she was like, all right, get out of my face. And then you like went to a different area, which I think was a separate loading screen. We, like picked it up, went back. The definition of a fetch quest. Mm-hmm. Yep. We did this again at the climax of the storyline where like the, the, the city's exploding. Um, but again, he's weak and he needs one of those fucking stones. And so mm-hmm. we went down to the construction site again. I think it was being looted this time. Yeah. We had to, we had to fight some looters. My favorite thing about the experience of playing this game, other than having the three bears follow me around everywhere. My other favorite part was just Aaron getting like salty at like specific moments throughout. Like, like some NPC would just be talking to us for a while and then Aaron would go, yeah, okay, I know. I played Oblivion. <laughs> Just like I don't I don't I don't need this. I don't have time for this. Yeah. What care. would they be telling you that you didn't want to hear? Oh, oh. just some horse shit about the Daedra. <laughs> some some fucking cuz like I always know the Daedra are going to be involved. That's one nice thing about Skyrim <laughs> is that the Daedra are kind of like like um, they're like a deep plot. Yeah, they're like secondary players that come in and like shift pieces around, but the main shit, yeah, isn't Daedra. It's yeah. it's a separate thing. Mm-hmm. Um, which I which I enjoy because I, I liked Oblivion. It was I loved Oblivion actually, but over reliance on the Daedra, they're they're demons. Like we get it. It's like uh, it's not interesting to me. It's mm-hmm. not as interesting to me. I have no idea what that was, and I'm not sure I want to know. You played story quests. A lot yeah, in this game. So many. In fact, we Owen and I did a dungeon crawl and like some PvP content that you I don't think even did during your playthrough, right? Probably not. No. You were just doing story quests. Yeah. Did you find them engaging? Yeah. Clearly she did. Yeah. Can you walk us because like the summary of the story that I've told about the quest that we did isn't like you wouldn't hear that and be like, oh, that's much worse than the plot of any other video no, game or any any super... single player video game. But in practice, I have to admit that after like 45 minutes of us playing together, which again is super fun. And like, it's great to be on mic with Owen doing something that's not like just a, uh, a team shooter or whatever. But like after 45 minutes to an hour, we would both get audibly 
tired. But we would, I could hear Owen after the fourth, like, fucking crank that we had to get from some, like, Dwemer mine that we had to deliver to, like, the same wizard who was like, oh, the cog's turn. Thank you for the cog. I will put it in the clock. Um, I could hear Owen be like, oh. <laughs> All right, man. All right, man. We did it. I think I leveled there. A lot, of, a lot of heavy size. A lot of heavy size. A lot of heavy size. A lot of yawns. Um, from me too. From it wasn't just you. Um, and like that, it it wasn't because the story was shitty necessarily. It was because the the gameplay loop of those single player oriented missions mm-hmm. is just so samey. At yeah, least yeah, yeah. it was for us. Yeah. Did you have a different experience? No, it's repetitive, but the content was compelling enough that I found the mechanics digestible. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I remember as Gondros. Um, back in the day, I had to do this super cool quest that somehow involved a party and there was a stabbing and it it was part mystery. And it was like, who killed this lady? She was alone in her room and it turned out there was an imposter. And like, that was really like, I still remember that I can like close my eyes and see it. Uh, that's how well drawn I thought it was and then there was another thing about saving a tree that was very sacred and having to gather I mean look yes was it about gathering plants to save a tree yeah it (laughs) absolutely was did I have to drop them off with this old wizard lady yeah absolutely of course I did but like it was evocative and cool and it took place in this like nightscape forest and yeah it was really just like atmospheric and cool Mm. and were these, do you know, were these main storyline quests or were they side missions that you got? Uh, I think some of them were side missions. Yeah. Yeah. Because I will say I noticed we like mainline the main story, me and Owen. But I did notice from like the, the I did like two or three side quests. I noticed that they, I think by virtue of the fact that they don't have to quite, they don't have to be quite as on the rails in terms of like the world state. Um the characters don't necessarily have to be so rooted that there were some like ch- classic RPG, like choices that I got to make yeah. at the end of certain side missions as to like, do I want to rat this guy out or do I want to like give him a pass for growing fucking moon sugar in that cave, you know? Um, oh yeah. I did a bunch of moon sugar quests. <laughs> yeah. I'll bet you did. <laughs> a bunch. <laughs> oh yeah. Man. That's, I think that was our problem, Aaron, is that we never found the good moon sugar content. Good moon you sugar gotta quests. get the moon sugar content. Yeah, we were talking good. about making skooma at some point. We never got to do that either. Oh. Like, I know. I know. That was my dream was to become a skooma dealer. One of the other things that we were annoyed with, with these story quests was that we weren't getting any like good loot. And, yeah. Like, I kept hearing you exclaim yeah. that out loud. <laughs> it was Girl, like, it's a fucking yeah, desert. Yeah, to get the good shit, you had to do these like dungeon crawls. It was absolutely nuts to me. I, there must be a like a marketplace reason or a game design reason that I'm not aware of. Maybe it's just that that content is more popular, but we literally went through an entire DLC's worth of main story content. And we got like four pieces of loot that wouldn't necessarily work with every build. Like yeah. wouldn't necessarily fit your character's build. You get a yeah. fucking two handed sword. And if you're like a mage, you, you're going to throw it away. And like a shit pair of sneakers. Right. Like sneakers. Right. <laughs> like Vivek gives you his sneakers and he's like, great. Go, yeah. go forth and like fucking rep. I don't want these Satan Nikes or whatever. The, yet. <laughs> the pace of leveling was also pretty slow. It was like, it, was, it wasn't terrible, but it was gradual. And I don't know why, mm. but the minute that we stepped into the sort of larger group dungeon delves, which are very, very self-contained. Like you warp to a dungeon. There's a dude standing in front of you who's usually been grievously injured. And he'll just be like, finally, you're here. (laughs) The knights of this cave, thank you. My three fellows are ahead. The spider queen awaits. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right. And then you and then you run through a series of, of fucking stages with like a, occasional bursts of voiceover from some spider that's like, yes, come yes, closer. Come closer. Come, closer. <laughs> come to my silk. Right. Um, I, I, I would hear that and just be like, sure, great. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's good. It means we beat this wave. Mm-hmm. Um 
Right. And then we would level up and get the good loot. After after 15 hours of like fucking slow ass, it was like four levels for a dungeon in like 10 minutes. But even then, when we would get the good loot finally, it would be like, okay, but to what end? And I, I would just need something to look forward to, something, a worthwhile quest where I want to use this good loot that I've been fighting and grinding for. Like, I don't mind grinding for a while if it's just to what purpose, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it would it would help me, at least, if I get that a lot of this shit, it's the, the scale is too big for them to have a bunch of, like, crazy reactive. Like, I get that I'm not going to have a fucking AI girlfriend like Tris Marigold in this game. Like, that, that has to be the result of many, many choices and, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, I get that I'm not going to have, like, complicated fucking faction quests. But just give me like maybe if I if I make a dialogue choice that's slightly different, something minorly different happens down the road. I get I get I get a screen that's slightly different than Owens. That's all I need. Whereas your choices in this game in terms of dialogue are literally, I want clarification about what you just said. Can you tell me more about the lore about what you just said? And and literally, like it will say this in text, it'll be like, Okay, I will do the thing that you just told me to do. <laughs> like, the, like the guy will be like, "Can you? I need three butterfly eggs for my potion." And then, literally, your voice line will be like, "Tell me more about the eggs," or like, "Where can I find the eggs?" And then yeah. the last line is always, always, "Okay, I'll find the three butterfly eggs," <laughs> or whatever the fucking MacGuffin is, you know. Right. Well, guys, important question: Did you even meet Razumdar? Ah, yes, I've heard of this. I've heard of Razumdar. Razumdar? Are you not familiar with Razumdar? No. Oh, man, no wonder you had a bad time. Yeah, go on. Okay, so I don't know if the DLC rerouted you away from this. It did. Okay, so if you are, I know, clearly this This is what I'm saying. It's like we didn't even get the game. We got the DLC, and I... I feel like I, I that wasn't in the contract that I signed going in. Like I, I was not made aware of this. Listeners, oh, we'll be redoing this episode. The, They're going to have to play. <laughs> no, the good news is that Rosmdar is still there, and so if if what Julia is going about to say sounds sexy to you, we can track him down. And it will hit me. So Rosmdar is a beautiful cut from marble Khajiit. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it was going to be a fat person. Listen, and I'm not I'm not usually a Khajiit kind of girl. Apologies to Grebler. Apologies to Manchin. Mm, yeah, and, and don't forget Jizargo. And Jizargo. Famous Khajiit of Skyrim. Who has not been born yet in this game, apparently. That's true. Right. That's true. He's just a twinkle in his great, 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 grand, <laughs> grand cat's grand fucking, uh, <laughs> fucking eyes. Maybe Rasendar is his great, 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 Well, we don't know the lore. We don't I'm know. sorry. I'm sorry. Continue. We'll keep interrupting. Oh no! I, I'm basically going where you think I'm going with this, which is that he he provides such an important amount of eye candy and sexual tension. There are Reddit boards to back me up. Okay, I am not the only one this happened to. I, but I you meet him early, early days if you're doing the like regular vanilla story. In, in the specific pact where he's allied, right? Yes, it, yes. Yeah. I forget what you have to be allied with. Old Mary, maybe? But... It's whatever the Khajiit are part of. Yes. Right. He's like the queen's bodyguard or something. And you end up doing a whole thing that involves her. And anytime she doesn't want to come out in public, she sends him on her behalf. And he's just so well-voiced, so like well-embodied. Such a welcome uh, little bit of humor and, and flirtatiousness in, you know, what could kind of be a dry game sometimes. I'll give you that. Mm. That you're just delighted to see him every time. My friend, Raz is happy to see you, but surprised you didn't help me with these creatures. Not that Raz needed any help. I, I mean, Gondros fell antlers over heels for this guy. Love it. Um, and you... As far as I know, Reddit says you can't, like, you know, actually get with Rosamdar, but you can definitely flirt with him, and it's cute. 
Like you have to, I don't know. He breaks you out of jail at one point. It's adorable. Um, but yeah, definitely Rosamdar is worth like a deep dive on the internet. I have to say, Julia's not making this up. He, that cat wants your ass. And, and he's, he's a, he's a furry's dream, but he's also like the Fox and fucking Robin Hood where, even non-furries are going to find themselves a little titillated. You're going to find um, the appeal. If if the cartoon Robin Hood <laughs> talked like a Khajiit, he would be like, "Hello, little John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have I have room to carry things." While you ask questions around the city, Raz can take care of some other business. It may or may not involve scratching and clawing. Aaron, I think now is the time you should mention your favorite moment that happened in the whole experience <laughs> that's yeah i guess i guess now's as good a time as any i because I, I i don't know mmos the idea of doing role playing with other people is fun and funny and cool yeah don't you guys larp wow <laughs> sorry go ahead <laughs> you, you mean regularly or yeah, do you mean, like, did we larp in this don't you larp in real life as friends we don't normally. where are you getting this <laughs> Don't be putting that shit out there. Yeah, we'll <laughs> Don't be putting that shit we'll out pretend there. Pretend like you don't LARP, okay? It's fine. We, but but I I think the idea behind LARPing that commitment mm-hmm. would make an MMO much much better. Mm-hmm. If everyone who signed on to an MMO had to had to sign a legally binding contract, <laughs> Jesus Christ, and the, and you would get fucking logged out of the game, and and your license would be lost, and your your money would be forfeit if you didn't role play the entire time you were online. And there were like maybe like specific chat channels for like, I'm having trouble with this quest, like out of character shit. But like, it was mandated that you had to role play as an Argonian thief the entire time you were online. (laughs) I think that would make it so much better. Mm -hmm. And it would be so fun to be in those area chats and to hear people being like, being like, Lord Vivid needs my help. The problem is, of course, is that everyone's on the same quest. It would immediately break immersion to have everybody be in separate places in the same quest, talking in character about, you know, like it wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. But the idea is super fun. And that conduit straight to other people is the most unpredictable thing about these games. So what was your least favorite moment or something? Well, my most favorite moment was there's a there's a way that you can whisper to 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 people, which is already like weirdly intimate. It just means that you're going to send us a text message to one other person. Mm-hmm. So I went up to somebody. I think I just liked what they were wearing. It was something weird. Do you remember Owen? Cool armor, right? I mean, cool just armor. Usually or, they would, it was someone with a pet that was just outrageous. It was just, it was like a flaming fucking beaver or like a, or a dinosaur with like lightning coming out of his feet. Yeah, right. exactly. It's just something ludicrous that I'm sure they paid a lot for, or they, they had to get it like level 500. Mm-hmm. And I went up to them and I did the whisper function and I painstakingly spelled out in PlayStation letters, um, rodeo time, you're invited. And then Owen and I got on our mounts and we just started jumping around them. And that was the rodeo, (laughs) which is stupid. It's the dumbest thing you could do in a game. Yeah. But the fun thing was that person took a second. And of course you can't see what they're doing, how they react to your message. You're just seeing the avatar. (laughs) The avatar turns to us. And there's like a 15 second silence and we're like, okay, are they watching the rodeo? Like what's going on? Unclear. And then they call their mount and then they start doing the rodeo with us. Oh. <laughs> and then after the rodeo, I thanked them and they were like, TY, that was great. Oh, that's and so sweet. So it's, but I also like, it, it is sweet in a way. You're yeah. right. But I all, it was the most, it was the funniest thing I ever saw. Just because the other person is so inscrutable and like you cannot tell what their reaction is to some like childish bullshit like that. But then them just participating was very funny and joyous. You whispered, rodeo time, you're invited. Yes. (laughs) If someone does that to you in real life, people (laughs) get out of there. Yeah. My Khajiit walked up to this person and just in their ear said, rodeo time, you're invited. Yeah. And that was that that invitation was accepted. So that was that was really fun for me. It was like, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So you're making a stupid face. I'm assuming you have questions. Sorry, it, it's not a stupid face. It it's just never mind. I have difficulties.
I'm really impressed that you've thrived in this atmosphere. Julia. Look, I'm not going to lie. It is stupid when, you know, you get a quest from a guy and then you leave and the people behind you go and get the quest from the guy. Yeah. It's sort of like going through a haunted house no. and, you know, they hand candy out to you and then they reenact the same ghoulish. Like, no, totally. It's like, it's like a fucking amusement park ride. Amusement park ride. No, it yeah. is. Where you're, where you're, where you're going, where you go in Pirates of the Caribbean, you're, you, you go to the thing and they're dead men tell no deal. And then you go to another thing and then you can, and then you can kind of, you, got, you can kind of hear the pirates saying the same shit to the kids behind you. <laughs> Sorry, that was really funny. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, right. Just, it's just like that. It but is like that. Especially the dungeons. Like, we we did a couple dungeons, the group dungeons, and it's literally just people yelling plot at you as you, like, run by. <laughs> I tried to, like, engage and, like, hear the lore one time, and I was left hopelessly behind the party. Like, yeah. you're not supposed to do it. No. You're supposed to just run and, like, yeah. And then the end of the thing is just them being like, thanks for coming, everyone. Like... <laughs> I know. <laughs> Exit's on your right. Exactly. It, it literally <laughs> all your belongings. Basically, is that? Yeah. Um, and it's not to say that it can't be fun. It's just, it's just very tightly controlled. Yeah, I have a question. Yeah. Along those lines, do MMOs end? Um, I think ideally no. No. Like I mean, the story. No. Does the story end? Story arcs will end. I think if you were to keep doing Rosendar's story, eventually, and you probably did, well, yeah. run out of times when Rosendar is going to appear to you. And oh no! Didn't you already? Didn't this already happen? No, not yet. Maybe he stays. You don't know. You never I, even I, met Rosendar. Don't say that about him. How dare you? It's not a pejorative to say that eventually the content will not be there. You don't know what kind of content he has, okay? Now, Rosendar's a very popular character, clearly. And I think I saw, when we were looking at Rosendar boards, that I think we saw an official announcement from (laughs) the developers saying, we hear you, Rosendar freaks. (laughs) We hear you loud and clear. We hear your horny cries. And we're going to release more Rosendar content really soon. Like, I think in the Elsewhere content, I think there's more Rosendar. No, no that joke. That makes sense. He's a fan favorite. Right. Yeah. They're coming up with, like, a swimsuit calendar for Rosendar. <laughs> just, just, just in his litter box. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Meow. Meow. <laughs> to your point, though, I think you're right that if in, in a perfect world where, where the developer got its dream result and people love the content... Then, in true game as a service fashion, you could keep paying the, the the DLC fees or the or the subscription charge if that's the model, and they would keep releasing content forever, and you could just keep playing it, and you're you'd stay with your character for years and years and years. Wow. Well, there's something sort of comforting about knowing that that universe is always there if you want to dive back in, and it's never hmm. going to run out. I mean. They might run out of Rosamdar, but they'll just add more whenever that happens because they hear us and they see us and they right. acknowledge us. We'll be dead long before Rosamdar. Long before Rosamdar. <laughs> <laughs> what is the canonical Khajiit lifespan? It doesn't matter. Um, yes, it does. Depends on how, yeah, it depends how much moon sugar they have. Moon <laughs> sugar. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of moon sugar use, the lifespan goes down. But then, but then, if you use way too much, it goes up again. There's a sweet spot. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. Yeah i I just want to say thank you for taking this journey with me, you guys. I know that you know I drove this ship, I set sail, and you came on this with me, and I am really, really grateful. And I think maybe we all learned something today. I don't know what you guys learned, but you could tell, tell us what you learned. Tell us what you learned from this amazing experience. I learned that I love playing games with my good buddy, Aaron. Oh, you know, that's something I already knew. Like I didn't learn it, but good co-op experience, regardless of my issue, regardless of my issues with the actual game. That was that's very very sweet, man, and I feel the exact same way. And 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 oh, yes, issues aside, and like fetch quests aside, it was a privilege. And thank you, Bethesda, for the privilege of of being able to 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 play like a a big, you know, Bethesda RPG with you 
um, in real time over the internet. That was fun and like not available for the other titles. I'm short of like modding. I think. Um, I think I learned that like in unfamiliar genres, if you stick with it and if you have an incentive, like, like playing with a friend, like eventually you, there is a joy there. You just have to really look for it. And I don't know. It made me, it made me reconsider before this. I was like, MMOs are shit. And I, they're not for me. Like they don't, they offer a thing that's about grinding and about like doing the math that I don't care about. But there were things in this game that were were fun and that I cared about. So the rodeo, the rodeo, it's rodeo time. <laughs> rodeo time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So even though I didn't, I wasn't always impressed or didn't always have a good time. I think it made me reconsider being closed minded about a genre. <gasps> I love that. We love to hear it. We love yeah. to hear it on Controller Freak. But you see, I'm wondering though, without without Rosam Dower, mm-hmm. like, would you give a shit at all? Just like less, less of a shit. Fifteen percent less of a shit. Yeah, 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 exactly. He he really got me over that. But but the best part is you guys can find a Rosendar too. There's nah. a Rosendar for everyone. Sounds like there's one Rosendar. Keep looking. <laughs> Sounds like there's only one Rosendar, and he is for everyone. <laughs> well, or come on, Team Rosendar. There's plenty of room on this boat. One last Please. slam I gotta fucking administer. Uh-oh. Last slam incoming. One way that you could measure, in my opinion, how good an RPG is, is how fun the bars or taverns in-game are to hang out in. Mm-hmm. Or, yep. like, explore or be around. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And I gotta say, <laughs> I have never seen fucking deader taverns <laughs> yeah. than in this Tamriel. Mm. Mm. In these taverns, there ain't nothing going on. What do you want? I want, like, crazy quests and fights and, like, bards and, like, cool intrigue. And, yeah, sure, some some cats flirting with me. I, do, <laughs> I, I want all of that shit happening, you know? I, I, what I don't want is it being totally dead and then you, you talking to the fucking innkeeper and him being like, business has been slow since the war started and then you can buy something from him and you choose something to buy it's literally just different teas that he has yeah they have lots of tea i went into a bar with a very lovely flautist a flautist who was playing nice music okay what happened in that bar was anyone in it the flautist it's just you and the flautist yes it was lovely we had a very nice time i sat down and cooled off have you ever been in a mexican food restaurant where it was just you and the band (laughs) <laughs> yeah was that fun I like that <laughs> those are some of my best birthdays what are you talking about well yeah uh, okay if it was a mariachi band in this that would be fun oh my god that'd be the best but it's always just gonna be a flautist playing we just, or a yeah. flautist I think we just wanted a bar to just be a little bit more like say senior frogs I knew this was coming yeah. I, knew this was, I don't know why I didn't yeah know. like senior frogs yeah is that senior frogs? Anything can happen, and you you never don't know that. What? Whereas, There's too many negatives. This is double negative. Whereas in Elder Scrolls Online, I'm always very sure that nothing unexpected is going to happen in a bar. In Senior Frogs, you never don't know that your life could be in danger, or you could have the best time of your life. Your life is never going to be in danger in Senior Frogs. You don't know that. You don't know what are in those shots. When you go into Senior Frogs, there's a bard there who sings like, beware the senior. <laughs> That's the frog. Yeah, little known fact, if there are any um, Senior Frogs locations that are still open, if you go in and you ask the DJ to play Dragonborn Comes, he has to. He knows it <laughs> he and he will. To. He'll put it on. Or he'll be like, oh, an old Cyrodiil tune. <laughs> and you'll exactly. be like, no! Or he'll start playing Ragnar the Red, in which case you're allowed to beat him. There was yeah. a frog named Senior Frog. Yeah. I don't even know how you would do that. Yeah. Someone smarter than me. Wow. Ugh. Well, guys, this this has been really good for the soul. Any other parting words aside? Or should we leave it at Senior Frogs? No, I just, I really miss Senior Frogs and I w- would like to go to All one. All right. 
Good. We're going to turn into senior frogs. We're going to do some dumb rodeos when we get back into the MMO that is real life outside the fall swing. Yeah. We're going to do some rodeos. We're going to do some senior frogs. We're going to sing some dragon boar comes on the street. Just look yep. out for us. We're going to be out there. Look out there, Rosmar. We're coming. We'll be, the ones, we'll, we'll be the ones flirting with sexy cats on the sidewalk. <laughs> we'll be the first ones. For a convention, here we come. <laughs> okay, rodeo time on three. One, two. But whisper. Three. Rodeo time. time. You're invited. Creep. <laughs>